you Yeah, yo There whenever it matters and even more when you feel like it doesn't Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't Know I'm right alongside you, here by that I'm behind you But always got you, end the discussion, nothing means more First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours And know that I ain't see a better view yet I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak To change what a partake Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway My job is to aware you, fully loaded Prepare you for all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still, I know, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, hopping down, cause feeling's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. Hey, what's going on, everyone? My name is Ishmael from Dad Is Not A Now. I have a secret. I am a 40-year-old man that likes wrestling. <laughs> Ouch. That's a big oof. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say that. I, I love wrestling, you know. Uh, I'm a throwback of the old WWF. Now it's called the WWE. I watch New Japan Wrestling. <laughs> I watch AEW, I watch ROH, I watch it all. And I'm truly in privilege and honored to have this brother on. He is a pro wrestler, actor, author, entrepreneur. This man has his hand on everything, man. He's just awesome like that. I'm truly privileged and honored to have Bryn Stone with me. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well, brother. Thank you so much for having me on. What do you call it? Uh... You know, dad is is not a noun, right? Dad isn't a noun. That's what it. Dad isn't a noun. What do you call it? Uh, it it is. I'm a dad, so you know, like when you reached out to me, I was like, oh, bro, I will definitely do it. I love doing anything that has to do with father, you know, fatherdom, because we are a special breed. You know what I mean? We are a special breed. <laughs> definitely. And the reason why I chose dad is not a noun was to just change the narrative for men of color and fatherhood. But just to change the narrative in the way we look at the world today. Yeah. And it was just a play on words. Initially, I wanted to use the dad as a verb, but that was taken. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, why not try dad is not a noun? Because you yeah. know, I'm working on my branding and everything like that, which you are you are a Very master important. of branding. And so it's that we it's that of was it the five second pitch. The mm -hmm. name means a lot mm -hmm. because when you got an interesting name. You got them. Then you have that five seconds. The elevator. Yep. The elevator pitch is the 10 seconds that it usually takes to go from one floor to the next in an elevator. And that's that's <laughs> the time you have to pitch somebody. That's what you have to, you know, who are you? What do you do? Boom, 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 boom. That's it. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I'm right now, I'm on that, working on that game right now. But again, I'm privileged and honored to have you on. How are you doing? I know you're in, you're in New York, right? Yep, I'm in New York. Uh, what do you call it? Bear with me if I'm I'm a little uh, you know because I just have uh, my allergies are just going absolutely crazy and uh, I've been stuffed up. I've had back to back interviews all, all day today, so this is my third one in a row. So I've gotten off one to the next to the next, and each one I have to apologize beforehand because I'm in and out of stuffy nose and not stuffy nose. It's just it's it's the weirdest thing, but uh, we will make it through and it will be wonderful. And that's why you're the champ, man. That's why I call you the champ. <laughs> Thank but, you. Um, how's it? Because I know I live in PA. So how's COVID in New York for you? Because I know it was real bad in the in the in, uh, last year, in the first in the first couple of months of when 
COVID really hit New York. COVID was was pretty crazy here, um, especially especially at the beginning. Uh, you know, it was was nutty and nobody was expecting what had come. And um, you know, it was uh, it was rough. I'm not gonna lie, it was rough. I got COVID uh, in October um, into November. Myself, my wife, and my son. Thankfully, we all made it through. Um, I was not very. I was not well. I was in a very bad way. Um, <clears throat> I'm a bigger guy, you know. And uh, what do you call it? It was. I'm an older guy. So uh, there was there was there were many many points where I you know wasn't sure what was going to happen, um, you know. And and uh, thankfully, you know, we pulled through. All of us, including myself, obviously, I'm here. Um, and you know, my daughter, who's ten, my my youngest. She has her friend that she grew up with, um, you know, not 10 years old growing up, but well, since preschool, um, what do you call it? Her friend, her friend's mother and the father all got COVID. And within a week, her father passed away from COVID. Um, so when people want to say that it's not real, I can tell you firsthand, it sure as hell is very real. And, um, you know, protect yourself, protect other people, um, you know, be human. That's, you know, that's it. Be human. And there's so many COVID, COVID, you know, like uh, people, people are, oh, it's my rights. And you know, shut up, dude. Just do the right thing by everybody, you know, and stop being a pig. You know, there's so many pigs that go out there. You go to the supermarket, you, you know, and, and you, you walk out of your car and people have their, their you know, their um, gloves and, and masks and crap and they just throw it on the floor. It's like. Did, did your mother not teach you well? You know what I mean. Did you do like do you, do you need an ass whooping just to make <laughs> just to make it a point that you know you don't you don't act like a fool? It's, it's like piggish things, um, you know. So anyway, that being said, uh, you know, aside from the the you know, the BS that you're getting everywhere, New York was hit a little bit harder than other places because we're all on top of each other. We're all close to each other. That's why New York City was a was a big one. You know, that's why LA is a big one. You know. Yeah. California's not doing so hot, you know, um, that just comes down to, you know, people wanting to do the right thing. And if everybody said, you know what, they put, you know, politics aside and just did what they were asked to do, you know what I mean? Then, uh, what do you call it? It would be a much different situation. You know what I mean? That's my I, personal opinion. You know, no, I totally you know? agree with that. I, I, I love using the analogy that it's like, you know, when you use the public bathroom, right? And yep. when you finish, you wipe your butt, you wash your hands, right? Yep. You know, that would be the right thing to do. You know, your right is to not wash your hands, but the right thing to do is wash your hands. You right. Know? You'd be surprised how many people don't. <laughs> shaking your hand with their poop hands. You know, nasty ass sons of... Well, you know, I mean, you know, it's all how you brought up. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all how you brought up. You know, as we're as we mentioned earlier, you know, this is a, you know, the, the dad isn't the noun show. You know what I mean? It's, you know, you're a dad talking and you know, you you teach your children, you know, the right way to do things, and you know what I mean, and and you bring them up the right way. Um, sometimes these people are not brought up the right way, and they don't think that they need to do it. They don't care because it's it's my body, my rules. Which, yeah, that that that's true. Um, but these are the same people that are trying to, you know, get abortion okayed for, you know, uh, not okay for women. Well, it's your body, your rules, right? You know, okay. Well, you know. What goes? What's good for the goose is good for the gander. You know what I mean. And I'm not getting political here. I'm just, you know, like let's let's be straight here. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, again, and I'm not wearing a mask. God's gonna save me. And all right, well, guess what? These are the same people that are like, 
gun rules, gun laws, rah, my guns. Well, so why do you need a gun if God's going to save you? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's, let's, you know, I don't want to get political, but no, no, like no, at no, the no, end no. of the day, it's like, it's let's, let's use our brains yeah. and let's, let's think here. This is something that's real. It's killing people. Yeah. The flu kills people too. Not at this quick of a rate, not all around the world at the same time. It's a pandemic people yeah. be smart. You know what I mean? If you don't want to get the shot, I understand. I got the shot and and I was a little bit like uh, about it and I'm and I'm all for the shots. Right. I just didn't feel that it took that it was a long enough period of time for them to do, you know, to really know what they're putting into us. Right. You know, and now apparently I and, and and don't quote me on it, but maybe um I believe that Johnson and Johnson is having an issue right now um where people are having big issues with that. Yeah. So, you know, that's I mean and that's a problem. You know what I mean? Um so that being said, yeah, COVID, COVID here in New York was quite nutty, you know, and uh, thankfully we're starting to come out of it a little bit. But I think what's happening now is too many people because of the shots, because of, um, you know, the, the lightning of, of the rains a little bit. People are starting to get too comfortable and then everybody's getting together and hanging out and doing things and all lumped on each other in pictures. And I'm like, friends, yay. Well, guess what? Your friend's cousin's brother's sister who went to that party last Saturday night wound up hanging out with a couple people who wound up having COVID. Now everybody in that line winds up having it. And now you're giving it to each other. You know what I mean? Like be smart people. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying. You know what I mean? Be smart. No, and I and I totally agree with that. And then also what I admire you is like you put family first. Cause I know like when I emailed you about doing the interview, mm -hmm. I gave you a certain time, like this time. He's like, nah, dude, I'm, I'm, that's family time. Yeah. And so I appreciate you about that. And then also just to let you know, the reason why uh I'm not a father, but the reason why I created dad is not enough oh. to dedicate like it to like fathers like yourself. Thank um, you. I don't know if you're a big baseball fan. I don't know if you like the Yankees or the Mets. <laughs> I'm not a big baseball fan. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Yankees because my one of my co-hosts on the Grindhouse Radio, Mr. Greer, is a huge Mets fan. So I'm okay. purposely gonna go Yankees on this okay. just to piss him off. <laughs> I could care I could not care any less. Um, what do you call it? It was funny because I I was doing an event. Um, it was for the uh, Major League Baseball, okay. and uh, it was at the Roseland Ballroom. And uh, I was there. I did the red carpet for it. And then they brought me up to the – there was like two VIP areas. I was up at the VIP VIP area, uh, which was crazy because I was like, what am I doing here? Um, but whatever. I'm not going to look a gift, gift towards the mouth. But I was in there and um, – what do you call it? And I, I literally, literally bumped into Jarek Jeter. Um, and this is years ago uh, when he was like a hot thing. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, it was funny because – and he looks at me. He goes, he goes, you're that wrestler, right? I was like – like. You're that you're that guy in the Gillette commercial, right? <laughs> and uh, you know, and then we were cool. And what do you call it? Uh, so that was that was my you know my Jeter story. Uh, but what do you call it? You know, um, but that was that's really I really don't do anything baseball. I like to play. I don't right. like to watch. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. and, and the reason why I brought that up because I don't know if you remember that video that went viral of the little kid with the number two hat. No. Okay, it's like it was it was a vital it was like uh uh Jerk Jeter's last game and they it, they did like a video montage and it was like a little kid wearing the number two hat. Oh, okay. And giving him like the well, that's his number and like tipping right. his hat off to him. Okay. And 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 that's the kind of the similarity to dad is not now. This is me, the little kid in the stand in the stand, giving like father like you the salute. Oh, thank you. 
Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> I had me think. I'm thinking your, you know, your dad. You have like six kids. And you're like, oh man, what do you call it? You know, I, I'm, I'm crazy over here. No, what do you call it? No, no I get it, it. it's just I'm a fan of great fathers, and so this is why I created this platform is to show love to great fathers. Um, yeah. And then going back to, I, I admire you being family first, and your story is based in family, um, like growing up and you know, your love for music and, you know, being a child actor. So can you talk about like the importance of family? You know, family, family is uh, everything, you know, um, to some people, not to everybody. Um, to me, family is everything. Um, what do you call it? My, my, my wife and my kids are my everything, you know, and, um, you know, some people are close with their parents. Some people aren't, you know, I happen to be close with my kids as close as I can be, not as close as my wife is, but what do you call it? Uh, <laughs> simply because she's around more often I'm and I'm always busy. Uh, but, you know, like um, for me, uh, you know, family is just, uh, you know, I get to not be, I, I don't have to be brimstone. I could just be will. Um, and, you know, and, and don't get me wrong. I, I am, you know, always brimstone, you know what I mean? I'm always brim, you know what I mean? Uh, but uh, you know, it's, I can, I can lower my, my, my defenses, you know what I mean? And come down and kind of just, you know, be, you know what I mean? And that's, the, you know, the best thing about it. I mean, we're, when we're out, you know, I have to be brimstone, um, you know, whether we're going and we're walking down the street and somebody, you know, wants to take a picture or stops and you know, we're at a restaurant, and, you know, and, and somebody recognizes or whatever it is. And, and it happens plenty. Um, you know, I'm look, I'm not I'm not an A-lister, you know, and I and I know my place in, in the chain, the food chain. Um but what do you call it? Uh, you know, I am well well known enough. I mean, GHR gets between three and a half, four million listeners weekly worldwide. You know, people know me from the comics, they know me from from wrestling, they know me from music, they know me from all different things, acting, voiceover work. So, you know, when when people people see me, they go, Oh my god, I am a recognizable person. You know what I mean? If you're looking at me, you're like, Oh, you know, like so thankfully, you know, I'm blessed with that. Um, you know, but uh, so yeah, that during those times then I have to be brim, but, um, you know, when we're home and just chilling and sitting back and watching TV and they can all put me in my place and be like, you're not so special dad. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, it's, it's funny. Anyway, you know, it's, it's really funny because, um, you know, my, uh, my kids don't give a damn about what I do except for when it, it suits them. <laughs> so, you know, so uh my daughter right now she's doing remote learning my little one so i have a 10 year old a 19 who's about to be 20 and a uh, a 23 about to be 24 um and what do you call it so my um my little one you know she's doing remote learning right now and she uh you know she's having these uh um you know like uh the the, the teacher was looking to have like some special guests and so forth like readers or whatever so i was like all right, I'm going to make it special because they're like the redheaded stepchildren of, of uh, the school district because they're all at home. You know what I mean? Right. So um, I told them, uh, I, I told the teacher, I said, look, if you're interested, I'll get you a couple of friends. You got to just got to tell me, you know, when and we'll set it up. Yeah. So uh, I wound up, um, you know, we, we worked it out and I, I got on um, a couple of my friends like Eric Schroeder. Uh, from Pokemon and a whole bunch of other things. And uh, what do you call it? Veronica Taylor, who does Ash Ketchum for, for Pokemon. She's the original Ash Ketchum. And uh, the two of my very dear friends. And um, my buddy Charles Martinet, who's who's uh, Mario and Luigi, he was willing to do it. It's just we haven't figured out a date because, you know, they're slow at the school trying to figure that out. Um, what do you call it? And he's got a lot of things going on. Uh, so, so what do you call it? But, you know, so here we are. 
and um, you know, Erica or Veronica are coming on, and I, I say to her, I'm like, so you know, uh, are you ready for it? Are you excited? And like, yeah. why? Why would I? Why? You know, like blah blah blah. And then, yeah. but then she's on. She's like, hi. You know, and she's all super <laughs> excited. And then when she gets off, I'm like, so how did it go? Was it good? And, and you know, and like, yeah, it was fine. It's <laughs> and I'm like, meanwhile, she's gushing about it. You know, it's right. whatever. And, Blah 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 blah, and all the kids are like super excited about it, you know. Like the teacher's super excited about it, and you know, like I'm going, really? Like you can't give me any credit <laughs> whatsoever? Like give me a little, just a little bit of credit, you know? Right. Make me a cool dad just for a half a minute, right. you know? Um, you know, and then uh, other times, like I was talking to uh, to Charles the other day, and uh, we were talking about going somewhere, and and I was like, oh, I should come out and and go with you, and and we were joking around about some stuff, and. Uh, what do you call it? So she she says to me, she's like, so I heard your conversation, and um, so I'm. When are we going? I'm like, you weren't invited. You know, <laughs> you weren't invited. How about that? And then my wife, my wife jumps on that bandwagon. Like, you weren't invited, so it sucks for you. Um, you know. But anyways, like, you know. So I, I you know, my my um, when it suits them, uh, I'm the cool dad. You know, uh, and and when they want something, you know, they'll that I'm the cool dad. <laughs> but you but you know what you remind me of is that classic line for Tropical Sounder? I'm the dude that know the dude that know the dude that know the dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's crazy. You know, I've been I've been, like I've been around for a long time. I've been in entertainment right. since I'm five. I'm 46. So when you're talking about being around that long and being uh, you know, uh, on the road touring and you know, everything from like I said, think about it, music to wrestling to to art to you know, to comics. Uh, to what do you call it? Acting to this to that the conventions, um, you know, podcasting, you name it. You know, I know so many different people um, that are, are my personal friends that have come through my my life, and um, you know, a lot of people don't have that that opportunity. Um, I just am lucky enough to have been around for a long time and and have uh, made a lot of really cool friends along the way. You know, and um, I'm very well respected in my circle. You know what I mean, and and uh, even outside of my circle. Um, then other people hate me, you know, and that's okay too. I can't, I can't help what other people are feeling. If they're, they're upset that I'm doing stuff and they're not, that's cool. I, in a way you're mad. Um, but what do you call it? But the fact is, is, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, when, when, you know, if I ask, you know, Hey, can you do me a favor? Most, most of my friends will, will be like, no worries. Like, what can we, what do we need to do? Uh, because they know that I would do it for them. I'm very authentic. I am a real friend in entertainment where there's a lot of fair weather friends or fake friends or people that, you know, will, um, you know, you think, all right, well, you know, uh, this is my buddy, but no, no, it's not, you know, after you're done, you get off set, you never talk to each other again. Uh, but you know, with, with me, um, I'm authentic, you know, if we're friends, we're, we're cool, you know, ride and ride and die, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's it, you know? Um, so, you know, I've been, I've been there for a lot of people, um, people that, I, you know, I'm not going to say names, um, but people that, you know, have gone through some really rough times and, and I've helped them through them. Um, what do you call it? And you'd never know because they're not putting it out there and I'm sure it's all not putting it out there, but that's a real friend to make sure that, you know, their secret is safe. So, and that, and that, that, that shows the true character of individuals yourself Yeah, that, you know, you, you know, as you get older, your, your circle gets smaller. So, you know, who you can trust, but, um, let's talk about what came first. Was it the passion for music or the passion for wrestling? Cause I know, um, you started, you were a part of a band, but before you started as a band, you were a child actor. 
you know, you starred in Rupper Room and other shows. Sesame yeah. Street and Rupper Room, yeah. So, but um, what passion came for music or wrestling? My first, my first love was was uh, art and comic books. Um, and what do you call? It? I was like a huge GI Joe fan and a huge, you know, uh, you know uh, X Men fan, like Beast and, and Snake Eyes, two of my favorite characters. And uh, what do you call it? Like, you know, for me. Um, uh, I wanted to be a famous artist. I wanted to draw comic books. That's what I wanted to do. And then uh, I wound up taking a, a turn. Um, and and I, I wound up, uh, we had to take a, an instrument in school. First, I was stuck playing the violin and I hated it. Um, and then what do you call it? Uh, I wound up being able to take drums and I fell in love. And from there on out, you know, elementary school moving forward, I played drums and um, what do you call it? That became my my passion, and uh, I went to school for music, and that was amazing. And uh, you know, I had a very interesting you know upbringing in terms of the fact that you know I grew up in in a town called Uniondale, New York. For those of you who are not you know don't know where that is, that's where the Nassau Coliseum is, the famous Nassau Coliseum. And um, what do you call it? It was you know it's an all black area. I'm I'm a white guy, if you couldn't tell. Um, and what do you call it? <laughs> what do you call it? Um, you know, like I was one of the only white kids and um, what do you call it where a lot of places, um, you know, there was on Long Island, it's, you know, there was a lot of old, like all white kids and then maybe one or two black kids, you know, it was the complete opposite for me. Um, so I grew up hip hop. I grew up all rap, all hip hop, you know, like my friends are, you know, you know, the guys from leaders of the new school and uh, you know, I knew LL years ago and um, you know, guys from Houdini and you know what I'm saying? Like the, these are the cats that I grew up with and, and I knew them, you know what I mean? Like um, I still speak to Dinko. I still speak to, you know, D Dinko was on the show um, just a few weeks ago. Dinko came back on um, C Brown lived behind me in Uniondale. You know what I mean? And his sisters are the, the original black double mint twins. These are my girls. You know what I mean? Um, what do you call it? And, uh, you know, run DMC DMC is one of my very, very close friends. Um, so, you know, like hip hop for me was life. Um, and what do you call it? Like, had I, had I not, had I stayed in that situation, you know, maybe I could have been the next Eminem, who would have known? But anyway, um, but at the end of the day, you know, yeah, I spit a little, but what do you call it? Oh, um, you got bars? You got some bars? I'm not going to spit any <laughs> bars. I spit hot fire, Dylan. <laughs> uh, what do you call it? Um. You know, like uh, I do. There, there's, there's a track or two I think on um, on my official site in the music section that I never, I never let anybody uh, hear. But um, what do you call it? It is on there, so you can you can catch a little bit of something, something. But you got to remember that's from like years ago. Um, but that being said, you know, hip hop was was life to me. But then um, my mother didn't want me going to the middle school that I would have been going to, and um, what do you call it? Because it was, they, you know, she was like, it's rough and blah blah blah. And I'm like. Uh, but I'm with all my friends and, and I'm cool. And, you know, like I'm, I'm all right with that, you know? And, uh, she wanted to put me in a, cause I'm Jewish. She put me in a private Jewish school, which was complete, complete, a, uh, you know, uh, racial shock. You know what I mean? Because here I was, you know, I was the token white kid, you know what I mean? And, uh, then they put me in this white Jewish school. Like, yeah, I went to temple and I went to, you know, Hebrew school and so forth. Yeah. And it was, you know, it was all white, but you know, like, I, my my every day my my friends and my you know like color wasn't a thing you know what i'm yeah. saying like color wasn't a thing and um you know you go into uh i went into this private school and and here i am and i am i am like completely it's a culture shock because right. i'm used to you know this and then they're all 
uh, preppy, you know, money and what do you call it? And like heavy metal and rock and, you know, and here I am, I'm like, you know, like, all right, I'm, I'm, you know, hip hop guy, you know what I'm saying? And like, um, you know, that was, that took some getting used to, um, and what do you call it? But, but the cool thing about it was that, you know, in terms of my music and how I, how I adapted in my music and, and the drumming is, you know, I, I got really heavy into like the heavy music, but I played it with a hip hop feel. So, you know, like, um, and that was before it was a thing, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, so like, even if you listen to some of the old music, like I said, it's the first time I've ever had old music on my website, um, you know, since, you know, I, I did it because the web was not a thing years ago. Um, so, you know, there's a bunch of the music out there and you can, you can tell in some of the heavier stuff, um, you know, my, my hip hop, you know, uh, undertones, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, um, what do you call it? And, and, and again, you know, like I still, to this day, you know, like my, my music playlist is a mixture of everything. You know what I mean? Very hip hop, very, you know, very, um, you know, metal. And then to the extremes of both, you know what I'm saying? Like hardcore on both and what do you call it? Uh, you know, pansy on the other you know what i'm saying like like i'll listen to everything i listen to disney music you know what i mean it's just loving music as a whole i've always loved music as a whole and uh at some point i will i'm sure go back i've been in talks with a couple of other celebrities about doing um you know maybe a couple little projects and and just uh, stuff that we could do in our spare time um it just comes down to timing um you know and, and what what we can do and, and work out because now we have the luxury of the internet. We have the luxury of taking tracks and sending them wherever in the world. So <clears throat> as long as there's no time limit, you know, we have an idea of a time frame and put it together. And, you know, we've also, there's a bunch of us that have spoken about it. So we'll that's, see what happens. That's the beauty about timing is that you, you know where you fit in. Like, you know, you were a part of a band and over yeah. time you're like, all right, this band thing is not working out for me at this moment. I'm going to figure out something else. So right. can you kind of talk about that next step from being a part of a band to say, you know what, um, you know what, I'm going to see what what else is out there for me. And that became, I think, basically wrestling fell into your lap, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a very cool uh, situation uh, that it happened. But, you know, again, I, I've, not everything is on my bio. You know what I mean? Like, I've done a lot more than what's even on there. Um, you know, uh, there's there's just... I've done an extensive amount because I'm the guy that likes to do things that I want to do. You know what I mean? So like I did photography, um, what do you call it? But like, um, you know, I, I have uh, stuff that had been published and so forth. And, um, you know, music in general, the biggest, the biggest issue in music, if you're like a, uh, musician that doesn't play everything, um, back then, at least not now, now you can go in and you can do whatever. Uh, but what do you call it? Like then, if you didn't play everything you and you were in a band, you're in a four, five, six way marriage, three way marriage, whatever it is. And it's hard enough to be, you know, married to one person. Um, you know, there's always different things going on, but to have partners that you're, you know, now what direction are we going? How are we doing this? What are we doing? You know, like, so things like that became such an issue. And, uh, you know, I was like starting to get fed up with it. You know, people wanted to, to, live in their van and and uh, you know and and crap like that i'm like dude that, that's not my thing like um at the time you know i was I was with my ex and 
you know, my, my daughter was going to be born and, you know, like, or I was thinking about it at that time. And I was like, no, man, like, uh, you know, no. And, uh, you know, for me, uh, you know, like I, I just, just wasn't, it, it, it was, it was the, the, um, the, the marriage type of thing. I just, I needed to take a step back from music, uh, as much as I love it and I loved it. And I did not necessarily think that wrestling was going to take off and, and I was going to do everything I did in wrestling. But, um, what do you call it? I wound up, I was working for the village voice, uh, their sister publication, which is the long Island voice and, uh, which is gone now at this point. Um, and, uh, you know, I wound up being with, with them, um, and they knew I did the photography and they were shorthanded. And, uh, at the time, I mean, I was doing all the, I was doing the, all the entertainment sales. Mm-hmm. I handled all of the, the bars and clubs and so forth because I knew everybody, the music right. stores, all that jazz, because I knew everybody from the music scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I'm always about, um, I'm the guy that knows every, I know everybody, you know what I mean? Um, and being well known within that industry, I was able to make a lot of headway. That being said, um, you know the the powers that be, uh, you know that were at you know Long Island Voice at the time, they said, "Hey Brim, well not Brim, they said Will at the time. They're like, you know, we'd love for you to uh, go and and do us a favor. You know, you'll be paid for it. Um, there's a small wrestling uh, event that's taking place at like a uh, it's like a night to Columbus. It was like a small con, a little convention." And um, we're sending our, our writer, Bill Jensen, there. Now, Bill Jensen uh, was a sports writer. Um, his father was a, a big baseball player. I don't remember what team. Um, but Bill was a nice guy. And I was like, yeah, sure, I'll go with Bill. You know, works for me. And, and I'm getting paid. That works. You know, so I wound up going. And, uh, you know, it was, uh, it was a really cool event. I always loved wrestling. I always loved watching. I always loved being a part of, of um, you know, Slap, you know, slapping people around and uh, tossing people around, watching like WrestleManias and stuff like that. And uh, you know, for me, um, it was like, a, all right, well, this is really cool, and I got to meet uh, a lot of people that wound up becoming friends later on in in my career. Uh, but the first person that that you know, one of the people that I was speaking with uh, was Sheiky Iron Sheik. Uh, for those of you who don't know, yeah. and uh, <laughs> freaking Sheiky man, what do you call it? And uh, <laughs> It was before the frame jabroni. Yeah. 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 He was, he's a jabron. Oh, you're jabron. So Shiki, and this was before he was doing this whole shtick that he does on Twitter. Uh, But he was, you know, he's a real guy. He's a great guy. Amazing, amazing trainer. Um, Funny enough, he didn't train me with the story I'll tell you. Uh, He didn't train me, but I did have him come in and and, uh, do a clinic with some of my boys when I did, uh, when I had the wrestling school and, uh, what do you call it? When I tell you, like he had them working, he had them working, man. Wow. He was, he was fantastic. Um, because he's the real deal. You know, he's tough as nails. I mean, the guy is, the guy's ridiculous. Um, and I don't know if you've ever seen him do the, the, the thing. Oh yeah. I don't remember what they're called. Oh, bro, yeah. bro. <laughs> That's, That's no joke. I've seen some of the biggest guys in the business try to do it and they can't do it. Like, wow. Bro, like real deal. Um, that being said, so I walk up and uh, what do you call it? Um, you know, and they knew what I was there for because I had to take the pictures and everything. And after right. we did that, you know, Shiki looks at me, goes, he goes, "You look, you look like you could be a wrestler. I train you to be a wrestler. You could be wonderful. I take you, you number one, Shiki number one. I train you, you become number one. I humble you. I, I'm like, this is like." pretty cool um you know like i was i wasn't expecting that and um you know then right away 
his manager at the time, and I, and I think he still works with him, uh, Eric Sims, Snapshot. They called him uh, Eric Snapshot Sims because he did a lot of photos with the boys and, and always had him autographed. And so he would he call it um, uh, Sims came over, he overheard it, and he's, then he starts what we call in wrestling, you know, trying to work me. And uh, he's like, oh, yeah, well, if you want Sheik to train you, well, you can uh, you can go fly out to Atlanta, and we have a place, and this, that, and the next thing you could do this, and it would be this much. Or you could just, you know, you could bring him here, but you'd have to, you'll put him up, and blah, 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 and it'll be this. Was, I was whoa, hold on a second. I'm not ready for all that, brother. I was just, We were just talking about it. And, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, that was my first taste of the business. And um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, it just so happened that, uh, you know, Bret Hart uh, was there as well. And I think this was when, he it must he must have been with WCW at the time. It was like after the whole, um, you know, Montreal screw job and all that jazz. But he was he was you know he was doing these little cons, and uh, he was there. And and what he was so humble, and he, he calls me over and he goes, "Listen, if you're really interested in getting into the business, um, you know, here's my email." Because he knew what who I was there for too. It wasn't like I was some random, you know, Joe Schmo. Uh, he knew I was there from the publication. He's like, if you're really looking to get into it, you know, like, um, here's my email address. Remember, it's like AOL at the time. Um, and what do you call it? He's like, listen, if you, um, you know, just let me know if you're thinking about going to a place, I'll try to put you in the right direction. Make sure that, you know, I tell you what to look out for. And, um, you know, I was like, that's pretty awesome. Well, you know, went around, met, you know, like Bill Eady and, and a bunch of other people, Sonny, uh, you know, like people that, that, you know, I know later on in life. But um, that being said, you know, that went to to sleep and you know time went by like it always does and uh eventually i was looking through a magazine and i was like wow there's a school that's opening up in uh in queens brooklyn and uh well it was queens at the time that it moved to brooklyn and uh it was called long island uh wrestling federation the dog house and uh i was like let me take a look and i had brett's email his email was, don't know if you remember me but you know you told me to to let you know if i was thinking about something and uh, he got back to me. He told me, you know, this is what to look out for. And, um, you know, I went and I, I you know, checked the place out and uh, watched for what he told me to watch for. And uh, it was legit. Um, and, uh, yeah, the rest is history, man. Went there. Um, you know, you're talking about this is the place that that produced such talents as, as you know, Loki, Senshi, whatever you want to call them, Homicide, 187. You know what I mean? Uh, the Amazing Red. What do you call it? Um, so many different people that came out of there. You know what I mean? Papa Don, um, you know. Uh, so, you know, it was an honor and a privilege to be one of the Doghouse Originals and, um, you know, to be uh, around such amazing talent. And, um, you know, it, it's, you know, you look back and, you know, you go, wow. All right. Wow. That was that was a time, man. That was a really cool time. And, uh, you know, I got to work with some really cool people and, um, you know, had I had I not done that, you know, I might not have done the things that I've done. You know what I mean? So, you know, kudos to, to pro wrestling. True. But what was that one match you had when you knew, like, this is for me? What was that match? If you can remember. You know, I, I to be honest, like, I always looked at them as little, you know, uh, like business meetings. You know what I'm saying? Like, and I never really was like, oh, that's the match. You know, like, mm -hmm. there are fun things and fun matches that I've had. There was one, uh, one, one match that stands out in my mind, and it was an indie match that I was doing in Bum F somewhere. Um, and at the time, we were working with uh, a couple of guys. So when we when we went on the road, I was myself and my partner uh, Mike Mike Mayhem, um, and uh, you know we tagged as Critical Mass. The two of us, even though we had like a little faction, uh, we tagged as Critical Mass. That's where we really got a lot of steam. Is you know is doing the tag, and um, what do you call it? Uh, 
we had we had been working with a couple of guys that um you know uh, and I'll always give them credit they gave us our first professional match uh at Triple W what do you call it wrestling worldwide which really I did a lot with them uh, I was the the champion uh the champion there uh which was on Telemundo and all that jazz so everything you know uh overseas was was huge um but what do you call it for for uh for the time, you know, we would go and we were working with these two. Uh, it was, uh, what do you call it, uh, Rocky and TNT. Uh, what do you call these two guys? And, and great guys. And I love them to death. And I, and I still talk with them every so often now. And, uh, you know, they gave us gave us that opportunity and, and to be seen. And our first match, we had well over three, 4,000 people there. Uh, our first pro match, you know, not like a student match or anything like right. that. And uh, so we were spoiled right off the bat, and you know the <laughs> egos came. That was bad. Yeah. Uh, but what do you call it? We were jobbing. We jobs to them. You know, right. like for the first God knows how many times we were jobbing, and uh, you know, uh, we went to this one to this one promoter, yeah. and like it was usually in you know their what do you call it, their agreement because Rocky would bring the ring. So right. they're like you know we bring the ring, we you know, and then we get to work with whoever, and we're going over. Um, so what he called, so it was, the, but this promoter was like, yeah, no, we want them to go over. Yeah. And he was like, and I love Rocky, you know, Rocky was like, no, <laughs> and then what he called, and the, the promoter's like, yeah, you know, yeah. and, uh, what he called, and then Freddie, which is TNT, he was, he was like, yeah, look, they deserve it and, and so forth and, and whatever we, you know, let's, we should be doing it. Yeah. So the promoter and, and Freddie said, you guys are over tonight. And, uh, and it was a, a hardcore match, and what do you call it? And what do you call it? Uh, Mike and I looked at each other, and we were just like, "It's on! It's on!" We grabbed everything we could find in this building, including a kitchen sink, for real. <laughs> and we beat the ever living snot out of them the almost the entire match. Uh, you know, obviously they got their comeuppance here and there, but it was so. If you want to talk about my most memorable pivotal moment you know in terms of like hell yeah you know what i mean like because we we would always have to be on the receiving end you know what i mean of 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 that and how do you you know just you know when you're new and you're fresh and you're green you need to pay your dues so you know like that's great but how you know you you also need to win and you need to be able to grow and build your your uh trademark and build your gimmick and and so forth and the brimstone character was meant to be a, a big strong powerful character and um, what do you call it? So after that, things changed, um, and and yeah, and things went in the right direction, and uh, and we got booked all over the place, and um, you know we did, like I said, we did a lot of tag, we did some uh, some singles here and there, you know, and mixed in, and you know it was it was a uh, you know it was a time, man. What do you call it? Loved pro wrestling, loved loved everything about it, um, except for the politics. The politics, I don't even want to care to get into that right, because yeah, everybody know. wants everybody wants what you have. You know what I mean? If you're doing something and you know you're in, it's listen, it's a dog eat dog world, and you're wearing milk bone underwear is pretty much what it comes down to, um, and that's all I want to say about that. You know, like yeah. there are a lot of really good people, right. and then there are a lot of scumbags too. Right, and it's just knowing the scumbags and distancing yourself from scumbags. Yeah, um, but um, what did you think about WrestleMania uh, Sunday and Saturday? What did you? Think I about? have not watched wrestling really? in. Yeah, long time. <laughs> I, the only time I ever tune in is if like a former student or friend of mine is like, "Hey, can you do me a favor and watch this match?" And uh, you know, then I'll tune in when it's supposed to be on, and I'll I'll you know try to to you know give them some pointers. Um, but that's it. Like I don't one, I don't have time. 
too, uh, the state of pro wrestling now is not like it was then. I love pro wrestling for what it was. I'm not a huge uh, fan of what's happening now. There's a lot of great workers. Don't get me wrong. There are a lot of great workers, but you know, like I'm a gimmick guy, man. I, you know, like I like, I like the old school gimmicks. Like the, the best thing to come out of WWE recently, and it has nothing to do with work ethic or anything. Is the fact that they're doing the whole fiend thing. You know what I mean? Because he's, he's coming out. He's kind of like, he might be, I don't know. Maybe he's going to take the torch from, uh, from uh, Taker, you know what I mean, and be that next character that that lasts a long time. Uh, but you know, he comes from a wrestling family. Was he second or third generation? Um, you know, at the end of the day, you know, like it's a gimmick. It's some. It's a shtick. Like I'm a gimmick guy, you know, and that's why I have longevity is because I was able to take that gimmick, turn it into a comic book, turn it into an animated character, turn it into a kids book, do all this and that character, you know, toys and, and crap that you know on my own. You know what I mean? And with the the companies I work with, so. Um, you know, so that, that to me is a win. You know what I mean? Um, I'm sick of the people that, that, that they're all cardboard cookie cutter. Everybody's the same, you know? And, and if you can't work the stick, bro, like you can't freaking get on the stick and, and, and talk and not sound as though you're reading from a script yep. or like this, oh, <laughs> but, like, dude, bro, go back to school, go back to school, man. Like, you uh, know, I Luckily, you didn't see it because I feel like they're gonna bury that character. I don't, uh, unfortunately, the fiend. I, I saw it. And, really? Yeah, I feel like they're gonna bury his character. Character the way they, yeah, it, it was, it was, it was horrible. It was atrocious. To yeah. Be honest with you, um, but um, what I missed about the old school wrestling was the story, the storyline. Because I remember right. back in the days, they would have storylines that would lead like a year that would lead to WrestleMania, which they don't even do anymore. Right. Well, then, then it meant something. You right. know what I mean? Then it meant something. And, and when somebody gets in against somebody else, you know, you've got some, uh, you, you've got real, you know, like got some mojo brewing, you know what I mean? And, and you could tell a story in the ring. A lot of the, that's another thing is a lot of people nowadays and not everybody, but a lot of people nowadays, they don't tell a story in the ring. It's like high spot after spot after spot after spot, you know, like tell a story, you know, big guy, little man, you know what I mean? Like, Work the crowd, and you know, and I've said it before. I'll say it again. You know, like maybe I'm too old school, but like you could get in there and work the goddamn wrist lock and a headlock for 20 minutes. You know what I mean? Like, and 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 that's you want to be a heel? You want to be a real heel? Work a wrist lock for 20 minutes. Then you know what I mean? And and let me see your reaction. You know what I'm saying? If you can't get reaction uh, doing that, then then get the freaking hell out. You know what I mean? Like. You need to you need to work. Tell a story. You know what I mean. Let the let the let the face freaking work out of it, and then freaking shut them down. You know, like nowadays it's and there's very very vague lines. You know, like like uh, who's a who's a heel, who's a face. You know, there's a lot of tweeners. I always called them a tweener. You know, like and uh, you know, and I'm guilty because I was a tweener. You know what I mean. I was supposed to be a heel, right? But you know, I wound up being a face a lot of the time, and um, that wasn't by my own doing. Um, and that's a positive. You know, like but. Regardless, you know, at the end of the day, um, wrestling was was a very big chunk of my life, um, you know, and, uh, you know, it was sad to see it go. But what do you call it? Uh, you know, nice to know you. You know, no, I, I always had that itch. I always had that itch. I even posted right. on, on Instagram the other day. I'm like, here's an old pic, you know, like, well, maybe uh, maybe I'm getting that, that uh, you know, itch again. I've been offered so many times, but I, if the money's not right and the timing's not right, I just can't do it. And I don't want to necessarily get in the ring full time again. Like if I want to go in, 
you know, just to get into ring shape again. You know what I mean? Like I'm a shape, I'm round, and that's not good. I need to be able to breathe. Like manager doing like what MVP is doing, maybe. What well, I don't know, I don't know what MVP is doing. Um, we have they, mutual friends. I I don't know him personally. Uh, MVP, he's basically saving Raw. Like he created, uh, he helped boost up um, uh, as uh, uh, um, the hurt. They created the hurt business, the heart business, which is Seth oh. Benjamin and. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I heard about that. And but I heard that they're that, ruining that too. I heard yeah, that they're they, ruining they that, that too. They killed that. They killed that. Yeah, yeah fortunately. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I don't. I don't know what they're doing over there. Um, and and nor do I necessarily care. Um, if I was called up by uh by one of the bigs at this point, um, it, again, it would be maybe a conversation to have. But I don't know. I'm not in that position, you know. Um, but you never know. You know what I'm saying? Like. I wish AEW was around when I was still working. You know what I mean? I think that's a great, great opportunity for people. Um, you know, do I think that it competes with WWE? You know, they're trying. Um, I think that they came out probably at the worst possible time with COVID. You know what I'm saying? Because now it's great of a product as you do that as that that you have. Now you're competing with COVID. You know what I mean? So um, I think that if COVID didn't happen, they they could have been a bigger contender right out of the gate. But we'll see what happens. You know what I mean? Uh, a lot of people will go in there. Um, the mistake that I hope that they don't make is um, to do what like TNA did um, or, WCW. Yeah. or WCW where, you know, they forget that the young talent is also um, the heart of the business. And um, you want to have your guys and you, you need you have to, you need to have the old school boys sprinkled in. And you need to make sure that the respect is there and you need to make sure that uh, they're they're guiding uh, the younger cats and uh giving the feedback and teaching them how to tell the stories in the ring. Um, but you also don't want to make them the super focus, um, you know, but, but when you got guys like Jericho who can still work and still freaking kill it, you know what I mean? The guy's, the guy's a freaking monster, man. He's, he's a, you know, he's a ring general and he'll always be a ring general. You know what I mean? And it's like flair. It's like, okay, well you're going to get in the, you, you get in the ring with flair. You know, it's, it's a clinic. You know what I mean? It's a clinic. You know this, you, you know what I mean. Like so, I did, so so you know. But but they got a guy like Jericho who could still work the stick. He could work the freaking. He could tell a story. He works the match. He gives two hundred percent when he goes out there. You know, and and he's one hell of a nice guy. You know what I mean? Like uh, you know, at the end of the day, you know, somebody like that, he is he's just you know, you have to give him the screen time. You yeah, know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. But from what I also I, what I also know, I believe that he's been putting some of the guys over and, and helping, you know, transition some of the younger guys to where they need to be. I could be wrong, but but I mean, you know, I, I heard that that uh, you know that's what's going on. But again, I have not watched any AEW. Uh, I have not watched any TNA in a long time. I've not watched WWE in a long time. Um, I'm removed. I'm removed from the from the show. You know what I mean? Um, I loved it. I miss it. I'd love to get back in the ring. Um, but at the end of the day, it's not my number one right now. You know what I mean? I, I work on what pays the bills. <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm with you 100%, brother. I'm with you, man. I'm, a yeah. part of the, I'm singing with the choir. I'm with you, brother. Yeah. Um, but going back to nostalgia, I think one of the one of my favorite <coughs> scenes um, in that era was Crime Time. I felt like Crime yep. Time with uh, JTG and Shade they could have been the Harlem Heat of the WWE if they were kind of put in the a better, I would say, position to grow because they were great on the mic, 
and they were good wrestlers. Well, the the fact is, is um, you know, and I and I, I know you know Harlem Heat. Why you went to Harlem Heat? And yeah, and they did they did a lot for um, what do you call it? Uh, you know, for for you know black men in professional wrestling. Um, but when you're talking about quality of of work, um, crime time well exceeds um you know what what the, those guys did and and i'm not there's no hate there i i think that they're great um what do you call it uh um you know harlem heat was is iconic um obviously booker t's still doing things uh what do you call it and um what do you call it i did uh the the ricky lake show with years ago with um oh my god i can't believe i just blanked on his name um his brother <laughs> so what do you call it uh i can't believe i just blanked on his name shame on me Shame on me. Um, but anyway, um, you know, nice guys. Booker, I met briefly. Uh, we were both doing some. We were invited to do some Walking Dead thing. Um, you know, so we met in the green room there. Um, he, nice guy. Um, you know, but but I really don't know. Um, with with uh, Crime Time, you know, the one thing that I didn't like is that they went, you know, it went straight to the gimmick of why do these guys have to be from the hood? Why do they have to be like, you know, put and be portrayed like that because you know i i i came from that type of neighborhood you know what i mean and uh but i also got it at the same time you know what i'm saying like and when they did it they did it you know balls to the wall and they they put their everything into it and their work ethic in ring was like is i mean and and in tandem i mean together they had such good um chemistry in the ring and and like you said you know they could work the mic um you know both of them and that's mm -hmm. that's a that's a bonus right. too, you know, that's being able to work so. the mic, you know, get 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 people moving. Uh, you know, it doesn't matter if they're screaming, yelling, hooting, hollering, you know, booing, hissing, cheering, crying. As long as they're reacting, that's all you you know. That that's everything. And uh, what do you call it? Yeah, no, man. But but I I was I always uh, thought that they were fantastic. Um, I had not. I was teetering off watching at that point when they were were in. But I caught plenty of it, and uh, and obviously once I met Chad, you know I became, you know I always looked back and stuff, and, and he'd post stuff, so I would always look and, and watch, and you know I got to know, uh, you know what they did a hell of a lot better. We had a lot of mutual friends, and uh, what do you call it? We never worked with each other in ring, um, but you know we met when we were signing out in uh, in Austin, Texas, for Wizard World, um, and I'd gone over to see. I want to. I'm pretty sure. It was uh, Luke, uh, Bushwhacker Luke, and okay. DiBiase, um, and uh, oh, and and Honky, Honky was there. So I went over to see the boys, um, and you know they introduced me to Shad and, and JTG, and I, I I didn't really stay in touch with with him, but Shad became one of my brothers, and uh, you know we bonded over comics, uh, you know we bonded over family, uh, we bonded over everything, um, you know food, you know you name it, and. Uh, you know, we just we had the same passion uh, for for Wiggle, like I said, family for work. You know, we had bigger goals and bigger dreams uh, of just being a wrestler. And uh, what do you call it? You know, he had so many different things going on. Um, you know, it, it it it's you know it's very it's very difficult for me to talk about it because Shad was a good friend of mine. Um, and and like I said, I you know I loved him to death. And and for me, um, you know, everything that had happened. You know, it shows, you know, the way he went out, which is not the way he should have gone out. Um, but what do you call it? It was it was for, you know, his son, um, you know, and he he uh, he gave himself up to, to save his son. Um, that being said, you know, uh, 
one of the best guys uh, that 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 I've ever uh, had the pleasure of knowing in the business and uh, and out. Um, last time I got to see Shad was um, we wound up doing uh, I was at I was at uh, San Diego Comic Con, so signing at San Diego Comic Con, and uh, I was doing a couple of appearances on the IMDb boat. So if you don't if you're not familiar with IMDb, it's uh, the Internet Movie Database. It's a uh, you know big big to do and. Um, you know, I was invited there. I was doing a bunch of different things. I, I was there for a couple different nights. And, uh, you know, it's one of the big after parties also. Like, you know, it's it's difficult to get on there. And um, what do you call it? I was, I was uh, brought over um, because I'm very friendly with a lot of people from View Askew. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, for those of you who don't know View Askew, it's Kevin Smith's, you know, group. And, uh, you know, like lots of good friends of mine. You know, Brian O'Halloran, the comic book man, Marilyn Gigliotti. Ernie O'Donnell, you know, these people like, these are, these are like my family. And, uh, but I had never met Kevin before he knew who I was. And obviously I know who Kevin was, but I'd never met him before. So we were on the IMDb boat and this story's going somewhere. Trust me. Um, and, uh, what do you call it? So, uh, Marilyn says to me, she goes, you still haven't met Kevin. Have you? I'm like, no, no, we haven't met yet. And, uh, he was up on the carpet and, uh, you know, and, uh, she goes, come with me. So she she grabbed me by the wrist and she drags me through uh, what he called to to go over there. And again, it's like a very intimate setting. And uh, he sees her, you know, in the middle of everybody taking pictures. And he he stops everything and he's like, come in, come in. So he grabs Marilyn and uh, she comes in there taking a bunch of pictures. And she says to him, she goes, I need to finally introduce you to Brim. And he goes, yeah, yeah, he's here. And she, he's, she's like, yeah. So he's like, come here, come here. So I went up. So now the three of us are sitting and talking. We're getting acquainted while everybody's taking pictures, you know, and uh, which is not the first time this has happened to me, um, you know, and we're, we're sitting having a conversation and, um, you know, people are taking pictures and, and I, what do you call it? And I, you know, um, I said to my go, we need to, I said, we need, you need to do something for me. I said, I need to, I need to live chat with my wife, you know, because she's a huge Kevin Smith fan. Right. So what do you call it? And I never, I'd never do that stuff. You know what I mean? I said, but with you, I've got to do it. I said, so we're going to have to do it at some point. He goes, well, let's do it now. I'm like, okay, why not? So I start the thing. We go and all of a sudden I hear from behind me, Ramstone jumps on me and I'm like, son of a bee. And I turn around, it's that big freaking good looking black man with that big ass smile <laughs> and i'm like you son of a bitch and i turn around with gave him the biggest hug and we're still i'm sitting and, and trying to film whatever and uh with him is my buddy greg sipes what do you call it who does beast boy from uh uh what do you call it teen titans and uh so now here we are it's Marilyn, myself kevin smith uh shad and greg and people are just shooting away and i'm sitting i i'm i'm filming this but it wasn't live because my wife wasn't answering so yeah. it was a video it was a video that i was going to send to her and then i realized that the video i had all this on vi- and the video didn't record oh, wow. so so what do you call it i got like the end where shad jumped on me um so i had that which i think i posted at some point um you know after he passed um uh, but anyway uh long story longer um you always knew when shad was in the room you know what i mean and and uh what do you call it he uh the last time i saw him was then uh, him and Greg were like, "Hey, we're going over to the um, we're going over to the WB party. Uh, you know, why don't you come roll with us? Let's we're gonna go shoot over there." I'm like, "I can't because I had my crew there and I didn't want to. You know, I'm I'm very loyal. You know what I mean? So I was like, I don't want to leave my crew. And uh, what do you call? It? I I wound up going and 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 staying at, at the IMDb party. And uh, 
they went and uh, what do you call it? I, I spoke to him once or twice after that. Um, and then I, I found out that he, uh, he died. Uh, so it was, you know, but that, at least my last memory uh, of him was a great one where, uh, you know, he snuck up behind me with that big booming voice. And, you know, like you think I have a big booming voice. Some people like always talking about my, like I'm, you know, and when I come to people and talk, but man, you know, like he had a booming, he had a presence, man. He had such a presence. He was a funny son of a bitch. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's a jokester and, you know, like just, he's just a good dude. And we were sitting, uh, you know, we had some time just together on the boat. Um, you know, it was just the two of us and we we're sitting, um, you know, if you, if you saw, I, I posted on Instagram, uh, the picture of me by the, what do you call it? The steering yeah, thing on in the yacht. Yeah. Um, so right there is like a little, a little, um, stairwell. And, uh, what do you call it? We had, there was some, uh, uh, security that was there. So they let us, you know, you know, kind of get away from the crowd, uh, cause they had some fans on board, but it was mostly, you know, names or industry people um but they were people that won the right to get on there so um you know they kind of kept everybody at bay and we were kind of just finally had a little bit of time to just relax and talk and uh you know he was like i have this going on and i have that going on and, and this is happening and i'm finally going to be doing something with the comic book and blah 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 and uh, yada yada and and just hey, everything and yeah um uh, so you know he was he was um he was he was uh it was a great guy. Um it's a shame. He was gone way too soon and he deserved a lot better. Yeah, but. he 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 was a doer. Like he would say like like the stories I've read about him and the videos that people talk about him. He was the type of guy who said, I'm gonna do this. Yep. And he did it. That's like me. Yeah. We got along like two peas in a pod. You know what I mean? And uh and we just we you know, we we clicked, you know what I mean? We got each other. Like you would have you would have thought that the two of us were you know, had known each other forever. Um, you know, like, but yeah, he was, he was a good cat, man. He was a really good cat. And, uh, I was brokenhearted. His wife had let me know. Um, she's like, Brim, I, I would really love, uh, if you could, if you could make it out to the funeral, uh, not it was the funeral, but it was also the personal one with just friends, just friends had come. Um, and, uh, what do you call it? They had a, a nice thing, uh, by the, by the ocean, uh, where, where he, uh, where he was pulled under, and um it was a nice tribute we're just just friends no it was private and uh i i couldn't make it because it was COVID. i couldn't i couldn't fly out there so uh i was brokenhearted at the time you know and, and i you know i was i wanted to be there and i wanted to be there for her i wanted to be there for um you know the, his son i wanted to be there for you know any any mutual friends i i just you know and for myself i just couldn't go i couldn't make it um and it was really it was really upsetting and I and I thought about it. I, you know, my my wife was like, "Listen, you know, you can go, but you're taking a risk. We don't know." And that was before we knew anything, you know, about what what how you're going to get the virus and what's going to happen and so forth. And you know, so it was it was a rough thing. It was very rough not being able to be there. Uh, it was even rougher not being able to go to the funeral. And uh, that's that. You know what I'm saying? And uh, you know, I still speak to his wife every so often. You know, I'll check in and see how she's doing. And um, what do you call it? And Greg and I still talk about how we miss him and, and his big self. <laughs> and, and it's like, you know, like, you know, just what do you, what do you do? You know, just, it was just a lot of love there. You know what I mean? It's a lot of love. Anyway. So that's, that's, that's my shad story. No, man. And it's a beautiful thing, man. And I, and I want to thank you for sharing that story, man. Cause I, I can hear the emotions in your voice of how much you miss him and the memories yeah. you have with him. And, and, um, it's just, and again, thank you for that. Um, but before we close the the the, the, uh, the interview, 
you know, being, you know, a great storyteller that you are, being a father, being a man of many things. Can you talk about the importance of storytelling and legacy and how uh, they go hand in hand? You know, there are a lot of big people in, in history that have done big things. Um, and if you notice, most of them, you know, they, you know, the storytellers, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, and, and, um, when you're when you, when you want to leave a mark, you know you want to leave a mark on the world. You need to leave a legacy. That's all you have. You know what I'm saying? It's like you're you're you know when you have kids, you're passing, you know your seed down, and and you know you're you're passing your name down and and so forth. But you know eventually it runs out. When you got people like Michael Jackson, Prince, you know uh, who, who you know who who died um, when it wasn't Kobe Bryant, right? It was. Uh, um, the other basketball player, the big basketball player who just passed away with the helicopter crash. Kobe, Kobe, it was Kobe Bryant. Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Um, I'm not a big bat. Like I said, I'm not a big yeah. basketball person, but I know Kobe Bryant. Storytellers. They had a story. You know, they told this story. You know what I mean? And people wanted to listen. And um, you know, that's leaving a legacy. You're always going to remember Michael Jackson and Prince and and Madonna and you know what I mean and and Britney Spears and and Kobe Bryant and Eminem and Busta Rhymes and these are characters and they're characters with a story and when they tell the story you can feel their passion you can feel their the love that they have for what they do and what they've done and what they've accomplished and you know for me you know like it's the same it's the same thing like I've modeled a lot of my career of people like funny enough like a Madonna you know what I mean? Not because I'm, you know, I'm obviously not a, a woman and, uh, you know, I'm certainly not a virgin. Uh, but, you know, at the end of the day, uh, you know, like she, she, is, one thing she said in her early career is like every few years she changes her entire, uh, you know, look and so forth and rebrands herself to stay current with the times. And, you know, and, and she's always out there. She's always has her face is always around, um, you know something some people like that you know what i mean if they're smart they're always going to be relevant stan lee you know what i mean storyteller you know what i mean like uh peter mayhew you guys didn't you might not know him under his name chewbacca but he was a storyteller uh what do you call it you know the same thing with um uh what do you call it uh carol spinney big bird storyteller you know what i mean like legendary people like legendary characters things that you know and and for me you know, like I, I've learned from a lot of these people. One of the coolest things that I've, I, one of the, one of the coolest conversations that I've ever had the opportunity to be a part of. And I just sat there and shut the F up because I just, I had to just listen. I went with, uh, with DMC, um, and, uh, DMC and myself and, uh, Max, who was Stanley's agent, uh, what do you call it for the longest time? We went to, um, after signing a kamikaze, uh, we went and shot over to hang out and do the Black IPs. Uh, they were doing a um, an event. So we wound up going and we were backstage there. Um, and what do you call it? So, uh, you know, you got like Red Man and, and Flav was back there and like a whole bunch of people. Uh, some that I knew, some that I didn't. And uh, I was in a circle with DMC and Taboo just yeah. talking truth. Just yeah. speaking about personal things that you know we're not going to talk about here, uh, but just personal experience and so mm -hmm. forth, and and just you just shut up and you listen. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter how 
you know, much I've done and how much I've accomplished and what I can add to any conversation. Right. Sometimes you just shut the F up and you listen. That was one of the most amazing conversations that I've ever been in, in a fly on the wall and just hung out, you know, and and, and enjoyed, um, you know, because D is a storyteller. You listen to any anything that he ever does. You you listen to any Grindhouse Radio episode that D's been on, and and you you he speaks truth and and he is authentic as it comes, and he's one of my dear friends and I love him to death and I I respect everything that comes out of his mouth. You know what I mean? And I back it two hundred percent. He is. The real deal, you know what I mean? Stan, amazing, you know when he used to talk. And another time that I I was in the middle of a conversation that I was like, I'm just I, what am I going to add to this conversation? Was um, <laughs> I was it was I was alone with it was Stan, myself, and Carrie Fisher, uh, and that was also a Kamikaze. And uh, Max had set it up, um, you know, Stan Stan's going to be you know alone at this time. He said, come by, he hasn't seen you. I said okay, um, and I went by, and we were sitting and talking. It was very rare. That Stan and I were ever alone together. Like we, you know, we were never alone together. And uh, even in his offices, everybody's around, you know. And uh, what do you call it? So I was in there, and then uh, I'll never forget. Carrie Fisher walks in the room, and I'd never met Carrie before. And uh, you know, I always say this about about certain people: they have that energy, and like it's a positive energy. There's a negative energy, but like Stan, huge, powerful energy. Uh, and then Carrie came in the room ridiculous energy and right. you know stan introduced me and i'm sitting i'm like Carrie Fisher, <laughs> okay all right all right you know this is cool princess leia's right. in front of me and that's you know like and i don't fanboy i've been around for way too long i don't right. care about that but this is an iconic you know player and um you know and she was absolute doll to me um gave me a big hugging kiss the whole nine yards and uh you know i had there was it was such a, a an overwhelming energy Right. I couldn't. I I had to. I had to excuse myself. Right. Um, and that's another story that I have told because um, it was you don't understand. You you can't unless you've been in that situation. Um, you just can't understand. You know what I mean? Like some people have that that aura about them. These are legendary creatures that you know, like they're they're unicorns. You know what I mean? You don't you don't get that opportunity. You know what I mean? Like so right. so having that opportunity, like you know. You, you sit there and you just shut up and listen because they're telling stories and you're listening and you hear how they're talking and, and what they're talking about. And, and uh, you know, at the end of the day, it was just an honor and a privilege. And uh, so for me, you know, I think that, you know, uh, you know, for me, legacy is everything, um, you know, and I want to make sure to leave a legacy that people remember and say, you know what? He was an authentic guy. He did what he wanted to do. He was successful doing what he wanted to do. He wasn't necessarily, you know, on the hot on the top of the food chain, and he didn't need to be, and that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, um, and and I know where I am in the food chain. I'm in a pretty decent spot, and uh, you know, if I go further, great. If I get knocked down, that's fine too. Um, but what do you call it? At the end of the day, I know that I'm leaving a legacy, and that's what matters most. And what matters most is you just gave me a shut the fuck up, listen moment. <laughs> <laughs> happens. I love it, man. I appreciate you. And I appreciate <coughs> your time. Thank you so much, man. These are moments that I cherish a lot. And this is one of the reasons why I created the, the podcast. It's just yeah. to listen to people's stories. Yeah. No, very cool. I appreciate you having me. What do you call it? If anybody wants to check me out, therealbrimstone.com. Please check me out, therealbrimstone.com. Anything, any social media, what do you call it? I Listen, I am very engaging. When you're going on social, it's me. Um, if you're disrespectful, I just 
ignore you or delete you. I, you know, no time for that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if you want to be a smart Mark and be a wise guy, like I have no time for that crap. Um, you know, you want to be serious. You want to come hang out. You want to have a good time with me. I am, I am authentic and real and I will absolutely engage with you. Um, come have a nice time with me. Enjoy whatever I put up or, or don't enjoy it. It's up to you. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, and, and engage. Let's talk. Same thing. And uh, so, and you get all my social media right on uh, my official site. Um, there are fakes out there. So make sure you're looking for the, uh, the, the blue check. Um, I am, what do you call I'm verified on Facebook. I'm verified on Instagram, uh, Twitter. I'm still waiting, uh, but it's at entrance to hell on Twitter. Um, you can get that right directly from my website. So this way you make sure there's not a mistake. Awesome. And we are out. Thank you. Peace. Off of you, yeah, yo. There whenever it matters, and even more when you feel like it doesn't. Protect you so you never feel like you wasn't. No, I'm right alongside you. Here by that, I'm behind you, but always got you. Hinder discussion, nothing means more. First one to offer his shoulders for what you preach for. Thought I saw the eyes of the world until I seen yours, and know that I ain't see a better view yet. I'm with whatever, so don't ever you fret. Know that you covered, not a hurdle or a heartbreak to change what a partake. Cause none of them won't ever get comfortable in your walkway. My job is to aware you, fully loaded, prepare you. For all of the above that I'm never letting get near you. But still in all, give you every advantage I found. Couldn't find a better fit for them, along with my crown. And since the baton was passed, I've been down. Cause failing's not an option, and dad is not a noun, not at all. My message to any dad, man, first off, know that, yeah, it, it is a hard job, but it's the greatest job in the world. I wouldn't trade it for anything. I wouldn't change anything about it. Everything you're doing from here on out, if it didn't have purpose before, now it has purpose. It's the most important thing you'll ever do. Just be a dad.